Hey runners, are you looking to finally run at your highest level this racing season? Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to announce I am currently still accepting a few more coaching clients this fall. So if you're looking for a comprehensive, individualized strength and running plan with a coach who will give you step-by-step guidance to achieving your goals, email Campbell at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at runwithcat underscore dbt and write, I'm ready, so we can get you started. Let's keep you running happy, healthy, and strong. Welcome to today's episode of the Run With Cat Show. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Campbell, physical therapist, run coach, and most importantly, runner. This podcast is the place if you're looking for injury prevention, PR chasing, or just looking for some motivation as runners highlight their stories. Every other week, I'll be talking to runners and running community experts to get you one stride closer to running your happiest, healthiest, and strongest. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Run With Cat Show. Today we're doing things a little differently, and I'm going to be doing a solo episode For all of you out there who follow me on my Instagram, I had recently put up a Q&A for us to cover today and answer any questions that you guys might have about running, about me and my running journey, or just in general, things about being a PT. So let's get started and we're going to start with the first question. So the first question is, how do you balance running and your day-to-day life. So that's a tough one. I definitely have many hats. Um, As you guys know, I'm a physical therapist, so I do that full-time. And then I also am a run coach and do that as my side hustle. And then on top of that, I am a runner myself and just try to have some time outside of running as well. So my whole life isn't running. I would say the biggest thing that I do to balance my day-to-day life is make sure that there are times where I am completely shut out and not on social media or on my phone so that I can not think about running, if that makes sense. Um, Definitely last year after the New York City Marathon, I was feeling a little burnt out with you know, helping people who are running marathons. I was training for a marathon myself, which was a huge time commitment. As many of you know, if you have trained for a marathon before, it is like a whole second job. Um, So I would say the biggest thing in order to make sure you maintain balance is doing things outside of running and make sure that you have conversations outside of running. Make sure that if you feel like you're ever burnt out because of running, that you shut yourself down from anything that might keep you in that world temporarily. So when I'm on vacation, I try my best not to answer any, you know, text messages, phone calls from clients, patients. Um, I'll run whatever distance I want for myself, not necessarily for if I'm training for something. And I think that has been the best way for me to maintain a healthy relationship with running. So I would definitely recommend that if, especially if you're feeling burnt out. Okay, so the next question is, 
What's something you wish you knew when you started PT school? That's a good question. There's definitely two ways to go about it. I would say if we're just talking generally, um, one of the biggest things that I wish I knew when I started PT school was I knew it was going to be a time commitment. I knew the school I went to was going to be really important, but it is three years of a doctorate program. And then before that, you need to have four years of an undergraduate degree. So it's a lot of schooling. So I would say the biggest thing that I wish I knew was the cost it was going to be to go to PT school. It is definitely a lot. And I am learning that now. So I think what I would have done differently if I knew I wanted to be a PT was maybe have gone to community college for the first two years just to save a little bit money and then went to and finished my undergraduate degree, then went to PT school. But I went to Sacred Heart University and I absolutely loved it. Wouldn't change a thing. I think the program is amazing for helping, you know, build great PTs that are going to go into the workforce. So I definitely don't regret anything. And then I guess in the running aspect of what it what did I wish I knew when I started PT school is I didn't even know you can work with runners when I was in PT school until maybe my last year when I was preparing for my clinical rotations. And I had figured out that there are places out there that you can see majority runners. If I knew that going into PT school, I probably would have gotten my personal training certification earlier. I probably would have started run coaching earlier, and I probably would have made my running Instagram earlier. Again, I don't think that in terms of life and the way things work out, I think everything was meant to be the way it was supposed to. But if I did know that going into PT school, I probably would have started developing that aspect earlier because I knew I was all in with running for so long. It's been the biggest constant in my life. And so I know that even though I had not done any clinicals as a first year DPT, that doing some sort of sports ortho and involving running was going to be one of the biggest and most interesting things that I would have ended up doing once I graduated. Okay, so next question is, what's your favorite distance to run? I like this question, and I think a lot of people will probably have the same answer, or I've heard the same answer before, but I really love to run half marathons. I think they're just long enough where you feel really accomplished doing it. It's, you know, you have to go out and it requires a little bit of extra time in your day-to-day life to to complete that half marathon and train for it appropriately. But at the same time, it is not so demanding like a marathon where it becomes a little bit of a second job and You know, I love training for the New York City Marathon. I loved marathon training. And I think it's really important regardless if you're doing either or that you enjoy the process. And if you don't, that's going to easily burn you out and it's not going to be sustainable. But I think for my day-to-day life and with all the other aspects and responsibilities I have going on in my day-to-day life, I feel like the half marathon is long but still short enough where it's doable and it doesn't ever feel like it's going to become a chore where... I'm not going to lie, when I was doing peak long runs and doing three-hour, 20-mile long runs, training for the New York City Marathon, those days were long, and the rest of the day, I did absolutely nothing. So um, I would definitely say half marathon as the favorite distance. Okay, next question is, how did you start running? Which I actually don't think I ever 
covered in this podcast before. So um, that's a good question. I started running when I was really young. I was probably in, I want to say I was a freshman in high school. Um, I was a freshman in high school. My dad had a heart attack. And, you know, when something like that happens, it's definitely scary. But also on the aspect of what the healthcare professionals would tell him is you need to start living your life healthier. And so when they said that, we kind of made it a whole family commitment. And so we joined the gym. I started running just because you think that is probably the best thing for your heart in terms of cardio. It's one of the easiest things to think about. So I started running. I started lifting. I started eating healthy. And that kind of catapulted me into the rest of what I prioritize and value in my day-to-day life. You know, from that day and and on, I've always been consistent running. I fell in love with running. um, And I've always prioritized my health and I value it so much. And so I remember when I was in high school, I thought I wanted to be a registered dietitian because I was also really big into eating healthy and making fun little treats that were healthy. And I actually, my freshman year, I went to University of New Haven. I was a registered dietitian major. Then eventually, you know, I left and went to Sacred Heart and just knew whatever I wanted to do with my life, it had to involve something where it helped others continue to be the best version and healthiest version of themselves. And so exercise was always something I really love to do. And again, it's been the big, biggest constant in my life, whether that's strength training or running. And so I decided PT was it. And then that kind of goes into the whole aspect of why I also like to work with runners because it's something that is really important to me and that I love to do and makes me feel good. And then is also so deeply connected to my why and my value of making sure that people can live their lives as healthy as possible and you know, have a body that will, you know, that will last as long as possible in such a safe way. And so I can't imagine doing anything different. And I'm so glad um, with my choices. And I think it's so cool to see the way that experiences or life experiences have dictated what I decided to do with the rest of my life. So that's a really good question. Um, it's definitely a strong why for me, and it's why I'm so passionate about making sure that runners can still run. I want them to be healthy. Okay, next question. This is another really good question. Is what is your favorite running tech? So my favorite running tech. There is a lot. Um, I'm definitely one of those people that has or have tried several different accessories. And I'm always still trying accessories. I will say my most recent purchase that I really like is the Spy Belt. Um, So the Spy Belt, if any of you guys haven't seen it before, it's a very, it's a a black, very thin belt. It's, It's very comfortable. You put it around your waist and then there's a little hook you can add water bottles to. I will say the only issue I'm running into the water bottle, I feel like I have to really tighten it tight and make sure I close the um the cap very tight or else I feel like the water ends up leaking onto my 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 clothes when I run although in the warm weather it's quite refreshing but that is my most recent purchase that I really like I also am a huge Garmin fan so I have the Garmin 4 runner 255 
And I had, at one point, I also had the Whoop, but I like that the Garmin Forerunner 255, the newer one, has the heart rate variability on there. So I got rid of the Whoop and I use that. I love my Garmin so much. So Garmin, spy belts. Um, in terms of shoes, I rotate. Um, I used to be a Hoka Clifton girly, but after my injury, they just never felt the same anymore. So now I'm more of a New Balance 1080s gal, but I also use Asics Gel Nimbus. And so those are my two favorite shoes that I'm rotating with right now, but my New Balance is my absolute favorite. And then I also, especially on my sunny days, which I love when I have my sunny days, my Gooder sunglasses. My client Vicky was the one who convinced me to get them. And now I have two pairs and will probably end up with like 10 by the end of the year. They're my favorite. Um, so right now I've been rocking my bright pink ones because that's my favorite color. So Gooder sunglasses, I swear to God, they do not fall off or they do not feel unstable on your face. So if you're ever looking for something to cover or block yourself from the sun, I really like them. I used to be a really big hat person and I still do wear hats every once in a while, but I've honestly been going more towards my Gooder sunglasses. My favorite, so headphones, like I need to be using music at all times. Um, the worst was when the New York City Marathon happened and out of the one day I needed the headphones, of course, during the Queensboro Bridge at mile 16, my headphones just died. That was the only instance where I've had an issue with them dying early, but I do use the once was called Aftershocks, but now I think it's called Shocks headphones, the bone conduction headphones, and I absolutely love them. I bought them two years ago. I still use them to this day. They're great. I'm one to blast music, so it's probably better for me to have bone conduction so I don't ruin my hearing. <laughs> so I would say if you're a big music person, that is definitely a thing to go for. And I've heard that they have a new one where you can kind of put it actually in the ear canal and they don't fall off. So I tried those on. I shook my head. I went upside down and they were not falling off. And uh, I do experience a lot of times when I wear new headphones that the headphones falls off. So if you're looking for headphones, I would definitely go for shocks. In terms of clothing, I mean, today it's like an 80 degrees day. So I had to wear my biker shorts. In terms of biker shorts, I rotate between the Lululemon biker shorts, but also honestly my favorite and has been a unique find that I probably would have not gone for unless I got it for a gift was the Abercrombie and Fitch biker shorts. So they have a brand that I think is called Your Personal Best. Oh my God, they're so comfortable. I actually like them better than my Lululemon leggings and I've been buying a ton of pairs and they're actually cheaper than Lululemon. So I would say if you're going for um, a pair of biker shorts, definitely those. And then... In terms of leggings, I liked my I like my Swift Speeds from Lululemon. Those are usually my go-to leggings. They're very buttery. They have the side pockets for runners, and they have a back pocket as well. So I would say that in terms of pants. And then sports bras, I'm kind of all over the place. I have a couple Under Armour ones. I also have a couple of Lululemon ones. And then socks, I love features in the summertime when they're short. And then I love stance in the wintertime when I have nice long um, long socks. But also recently have gotten some all-day running company socks and actually really, really love those. So I would recommend getting those and trying out some of their stuff too because I got some of their clothing and been really liking that as well. And then the last thing, I don't really think it's an accessory, but... Uh, 
maybe a tech or thing to have is my body glide. If you don't, if you chafe or, and you haven't bought anything yet, body glide is always a classic. And so I, I really like those as well. Okay, next question is going to be, how do you return to running after an injury or a couple years off? It's a good question. And I think it's always going to depend, right? Like if, especially if you are injured and you're coming back, it probably is good to make sure that someone is helping you that is knowledgeable, either a medical professional or run coach to make sure that you're doing it safely. But I would say generally, it's just like as if you took a long time off, right? If you're coming back from an injury or you're coming back from a prolonged period of rest of not running, you want to start with a run walk. You want to test out each run. You want to make sure you're not increasing your mileage too quickly. You're not, well, you want to make sure you're not doing speed workouts too early. I would say the biggest thing is just making sure that someone is monitoring that understands how to come back from something like that and do a run walk program. Even if you want to find a run walk program out there, there's a bunch of them. So starting there, if you're injured, I always recommend taking a day off between running. So if you run Monday, then don't run again until Wednesday and then Friday. Um, so if you're injured, I definitely recommend that. But honestly, if you're coming back to running after a prolonged period of time off, I would recommend that too. I definitely wouldn't recommend jumping to five to six days a week of running. Even if you're running three miles here and there, that volume adds up and your body is not used to that. So I would say find someone or a good plan that follows those rules where you're getting decent amount of rest in, starting with a run walk and making sure you're monitoring your symptoms appropriately so that if you feel something, you know to either drop down your volume that was too much, maybe stay where you're at or seek help, especially if it's constantly reoccurring. Okay, last question. And I think a good question to end on is, what would you say is the biggest advice you learned coming back from your injury? And I would say there's probably two. It's always hard to say the biggest, the the most, the one thing. I think in terms of coming back from the injury physically, I would say just be patient and make sure that you are constantly monitoring your symptoms and rechecking every couple weeks to see if things were unchanged or actually getting better. I think one of the reasons why it took me to come back from my injury for so long was not only because it is a tendon injury, but also because for a long time I couldn't figure out what was going on. And so for me, I really didn't start to get a good sense of what exactly was going on until at least end of March, April. And I I kind of knew that whatever I was trying wasn't working. And most of the people listening right now are probably not going to be physical therapists and have the knowledge that I know about injuries. So I would say with carryover, if you are dealing with an injury and going to PT and it's not getting better, communicate that with them. Make sure you advocate for yourself. Switch PTs, switch medical professionals if you feel like you're not being heard because I understand how much it can suck not running, 
But if you don't do the work on your end and stay mindful and advocate for yourself, you might lose more time or you might not find the right person that can help you. So that's number one. And then number two, the biggest advice I also learned from my injury is just do what makes you happy in the world of running. Again, like I said, after the New York City Marathon, I was kind of burnt out. I mean, my job in PT involves running. My side hustle is involving running. And then I am an, a, run, a runner myself. And I think one of the biggest things that I realized through my injury and required me to actually slow down and decrease my mileage a ton was there was a little bit of a pressure after running New York City Marathon to do what if everyone was asking me what's next what marathon are you going to do next what race are you going to do next what do you what's the plan and for me I've always been someone from the very beginning of when I started running that purposely didn't join track or cross country because I knew I wasn't always the fastest I wish I knew what I knew now because back then I had just this idea that I wasn't fast when I had a lot of potential but again I knew I wasn't always the fastest so I didn't join any of those sports because I didn't want it to take away my love of running I didn't want to not be able to listen to music when I run because that's that was my time that was my mental time and that's what made me happy and so to then now be in my position now where I am trying to be competitive with myself and it's fun and I enjoy it when there's a pressure with my whole life around me involving running, it can be a lot. And so if you're dealing with an injury, take your time coming back to it and do the things that enjoy you enjoy doing when you're coming back from it. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Like My first goal and my first pain-free race, the goal is to do a race that is just so much fun. I'm excited about doing the race, not something that is a big race that everyone does or people expect me to do or that is just one of these big like I'm I live right outside New York City so a big New York Roadrunners race because that's a big company I'm doing a small race um actually this is a good way to announce what race I'm doing my next race is going to be St. Pete Run Fest half marathon which is going to be in November at St. Pete Florida and yeah and I'm doing that race because I think it's fun and it makes me excited and that's what I would say. Just do the things that you love and if it requires you running less of a distance and you not doing a long run or you running five miles instead of 10, do that. If you're doing a race and you want to do a race, do the thing that makes you happy. Don't do the thing that people expect you to do or what else, everyone else is doing um, because ultimately we run because we enjoy it and it's always important to stay in touch with your love of running and when you let other people dictate what you should do, even if it's subconsciously, you're going to fall out of the love of running. So I would say that's my biggest advice. And I think that was a great one to close out on. So if you guys like this episode and you like the Q&A and you have questions for me, make sure to follow my Instagram account and just stay up to date and watch my Instagram stories. I definitely want to do this again. Um, give me some feedback if you like it and enjoy it so I know how often I can do it. And then if you don't have an Instagram account, email me some questions, respond on the podcast to any questions you might have. I'm always happy to answer any questions um, you might have. 
So thank you so much again for listening and keep on running happy, healthy, and strong. If you guys loved this episode, please, please, please do me a favor and leave a review or share this on your Instagram story and tag me in it at runwithcat underscore DPT. If you or someone you know is looking for run coaching or PT, don't hesitate to reach out to me on any one of my socials or email me at katherinerosecampbell at gmail.com. If you want a community of supportive runners, make sure to join the free Run With Cat Show Facebook group. Thanks for tuning in and keep on running happy, healthy, and strong.